You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome to Geekly Dose. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley, and now your host, Tim Bridgewater and Caitlin Frank. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Geekly Dose, which is, of course, your number one spot for all things geek. I don't know if we're number one now or not. Just besides the point, we're always number one in our minds, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Tim Bridgewater. I'm an actor. I'm a screenwriter. Uh, you can find me at, fa- you know something, this is a perfect opportunity to acknowledge the fact that I've been giving out the wrong Facebook address for like the past 10 or 12 episodes of Geekly Dose. Oh, Tim. Did it change? Uh, no, it's never. I always say Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater one. It's never been Tim Bridgewater one. It's always been Tim Bridgewater. I don't know. My Twitter, however, is Tim Bridgewater one. You need to find something unique and stick with that. <laughs> but I also have I have Facebook.com Tim Bridgewater two, though, and that one's active. Ah. So I was just getting confused with all my different uh, hmm. Tim Bridgewaters. Anyway, yes, Put you can real find... Tim Bridgewater for all your stuff or something like that. <laughs> you can find me there at Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater as well as uh, Tim Bridgewater two. And of course, I'm joined with my co-host, Miss Caitlin Franks. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Caitlin. I'm a mom. I'm a gamer. And yeah, I like geek stuff. That's it. And I'm that, not as cool as Tim. Well, that's, <laughs> it's hard to that's, be as cool as Tim. That's that. While that is true, <laughs> what you said before is debatable. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming back this time. We know it's been a uh, I don't know maybe two or three weeks since the last episode. Um, a lot of things have been going on. We've been a little busy. Everyone has to see films, etc., and all those things. But we are back for you. So we're going to try not to keep this episode too long because we have just had a habit of. Just going on for like days, it seems. Yeah. Lately. <laughs> yeah, no. So we're going to try to move through a little bit faster. I want to remind everyone who's only just listening to the podcast that uh, remember, we stream these live now. So uh, go over to facebook.com slash awesome pods so you can actually keep up to date and see when we're going to stream the actual video. And then you can get the bonus because today we actually did a bonus trailer. What's it called? Trailer overdose. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) For Mortal Kombat X. And we haven't had a chance to really get to talk about video games too much so far in the past couple episodes just because there's been so much with Spider-Man and X-Men and Batman versus Superman and all this stuff. So if you want to see that, head over to YouTube.com slash Awesome Pods. You can see that video there and get the bonus trailer overdose at the beginning of the episode. For Mortal Kombat 10. 10. Yes. Being told well, it's 10. <laughs> I mean, do we? does that mean we have to pronounce it like that? Or can we just still say X? I don't know the, the, don't ro- know. the rules for nom- Roman numerals, like, I technically. I don't. So I can't say Mortal I don't know. Com- I just don't want to get hurt. <laughs> so if it was the fifth one, I couldn't say Mortal Kombat V? Would that not sound right? Probably not. Probably not, because then it'd be like V who? What does the V stand for? Because V to me says versus, and I'm like... Oh, yeah. they're doing another DC? Are they going to do Marvel this time? Be who? <laughs> well, then, this is a little bit off, but, you know, the new the new Batman Superman film is like is like Batman v Superman. So what if someone said, oh, it's Batman 5 Superman? <laughs> There's five Supermen? You see what I mean? Yeah. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, so, of course, as always, we're going to begin the episode... Uh, with a little geek out segment, we're going to kind of catch up on a couple geek things that Caitlin and I have experienced since the last episode. Yep. yep. And then, speaking of Batman, uh, it's been a couple weeks, but we haven't really had a chance to give our thoughts and opinions 
on the new reveal of Ben Affleck in the bat suit standing next to the Batmobile. We got to talk about that for a little bit. We just can't, you know, not address that. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this Edgar Wright and Ant-Man situation. Um, uh, so if you've been keeping up with that, you know that Edgar Wright is no longer directing that film. We're not going to talk about that for too long, but we're going to kind of mention it briefly and, and sort of some of the implications it could have going forth with uh, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. And then, of course, we're going to Trailer Overdose, which is a, a newer segment where we're going to take a trailer, break it down, go through, stop every now and then, dissect it from start to finish. And for this episode, that trailer is going to be for the new Guardians of the Galaxy TV spot slash trailer. Uh, we haven't really talked much about Guardians of the Galaxy on here for the most part. Um, so we'll get a little bit more into that on this episode. And then... We're going to finish it off with an epic discussion between the three of us because Jesse has seen it also Yay. today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, spoilers and everything, uh, because by now everyone and their mother has seen this film. Okay? Or should have. And their, their father, too, for that matter. That's how many people have seen this movie. Um so we're going to go into detail about that and, and kind of talk about our thoughts and confusions and et cetera. We know we're a little bit behind, I guess, on that. But we really we um, I feel like our listeners wanted to get our opinions on it. Sure. So we still want to talk about it. OK, go. so let's get into it. Um, actually, uh, a lot of people know that Watch Dogs came out uh, this game, you know, brand new game, kind of an open world type of thing. Uh, I picked it up. Um, actually, this was one of like the biggest, most expected, the most not expected. What's the word? Most anticipated. anticipated. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. One of the most <laughs> anticipated games that we've kind of talked about on Geekly Dose, because you can go back a year ago and hear, you know, me and Steven talking about Watch Dogs and E3 and right. how amazing the footage looked and, and everything <laughs> like that. So it kind of it kind of crept up on me a little bit because I wasn't really keeping up with it because I know it got delayed. It's supposed to come out mm -hmm. like the end of last year or something like that. And then it got delayed. So I got around and picking it up. Uh, the funny the funny thing about this is that I actually I traded in Grand Theft Auto five toward Watch Dogs. And I, I didn't even make it like halfway through Grand Theft Auto five. I just kind of like lost interest in it. Yeah, it was really expansive. So I can yeah. kind of I can kind of understand that. I had the same problem with Grand Theft Auto four. You know, I was all excited about it in the beginning, and then I was like, I okay, now, yeah, now I'm kind of losing interest in it. So, um, <laughs> you know, I traded in a game for another game that's a lot like it, which is weird. Right. But I was aware of that. You know, I was aware that, okay, there's going to be a lot of similarities here in terms of the open world and being able to drive cars and all this kind of stuff. Right. And But I was hoping that it was different enough right. to really kind of warrant that. And I'm not, I guess I'm not really far enough in it to really be able to say, but I'm not, I'm not crazy about it right now which it's not all yeah. that you hoped it would be it, not not or yet. or because i mean i don't know a whole lot about watchdogs but was there more build-up about it prior to the announcement of grand theft auto 5 and the features that it was going to have uh it's it's weird it's, it's weird to say because i if because i had to guess i would say that part of the reason why watchdogs was delayed was because of grand theft auto 5 because it, i mean it makes me wonder you know would Watchdogs have been more impressive to you if you didn't hadn't played or the, didn't yeah. have Grand Theft Auto Five GTA Five first. Maybe, maybe, and that's that's interesting. And Jesse has has beat both, so I mean, and he has Jesse has Watchdogs for PS4 now, and he's playing it. And I mean, just right now, what would you say your idea is comparing the two? I prefer uh, GTA. 
mm-hmm. storyline wise. Um, I feel like the graphics are on par, even though I'm playing this on PS4. Yeah, uh, they're on par with GTA V, which mm-hmm. is kind of upsetting <laughs> when I first right. got in there. Um, and I don't know, just the controls in general just felt better in GTA. Yeah, everything felt more polished. Yeah, and I can agree with that because I mean, even though I have it on PS3. The gra- especially based on what Jesse just said, you know, the graphics are not as good as Grand Theft Auto Five, so it's like I'm playing a lesser version of that in some ways. But I'm, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stick with it. And I'm actually going to finish it, and then after that, I'm probably going to just trade it in. You know, there you go. <laughs> so I didn't want to talk about that too much. I just wanted to bring it up since we did mention it on past episodes of Geekly Dose. Uh, you know, I'll, if my opinion on it changes by the time it's done, then I'll mention it next time, and maybe maybe it'll be different. So that was your geek out. Uh, I have one more. Oh, you have one more? Yes. Hit me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I started watching Young Justice on uh, Ooh, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're not familiar with that, that is a cartoon. It used to come on the uh, Cartoon Network mm-hmm. about basically about the sidekicks, quote unquote, of the Justice League. So right. we have like Kid Flash. We have Superboy. The younger, side, the younger right. sidekicks. Yeah. The Robin, uh, Artemis. Uh, Aqualad and all these mm-hmm. people and I, I don't know like for some reason in the past I've always kind of avoided those the, those those cartoons like I never watched Teen Titans or anything like that well but what well, was it not good the, the latest version of Teen Titans mm-hmm. it's very cartoon for kids da, da, da. and there's very much it's like oh, I think God. I was afraid of that and that's but why I the older away. the older version of Teen Titans there were people there to, there were villains for them to interact with and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and it was you know teen titans go it was really it was fairly good this teen titans and i can only say it because my son watches it incessantly it's like who likes what better hot dogs or hamburgers <laughs> and beast boy and uh oh crap there goes my brain again uh, well, this happened last yeah. episode but you know they're having a huge fight with robotic hamburgers and hot dogs as to who makes better what. And it's just like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Uh, well, I'm happy to say that Young Justice is not like that at all. No. Uh, no, 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 because like you said, like it's the sidekicks, but it's it's almost like older versions of them. Like a lot right. of the stuff that happens with Superboy is actually really deep and kind of brutal because in, in this version, he's a clone of Superman. Right. And he's kind of, he has to come to terms with that. And he, Superman isn't really embracing him and he wants to be like Superman because in the beginning he can't fly and it's like it, it gets pretty deep with it. Yeah. It was really so, good. Yeah, I really like it. And um, there's only the first season up there. I believe there were only two seasons total. Uh, but only the first season is, is the one that's available. So if you haven't had a chance to check out Young Justice, head over to Netflix. It's Definitely. there. It's all in pristine HD quality. You know, I've always thought that DC has much better cartoons than Marvel and Marvel has better movies than DC. Yeah, and this cartoon just kind of further proves that point, in my in my opinion. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was my geek <laughs> out. What was yours? So after, um, not last episode, I don't think, but the one before, um, we had talked about Jim, the live action movie right. coming out. So I kind of geeked out and I was like, I'm going to go back on Netflix and watch all the old episodes. And I have completely and utterly aggravated my family walking around the house singing the theme song. <laughs> um, and then uh, after going to see Days of Future Past, I went to um, the comic book shop and I picked up the compendium of Days of Future Past just to have, you know... Some actual yeah. 
not biblical reference. That's not the word I'm looking for. But you know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> so um, I did that, and I happened to pick up um, one of my favorite cartoons as a kid was He-Man and She-Ra, you know, Masters of the Universe and that whole thing. Yeah. And um, they had a, a really good um, cartoon that Cartoon Network had back, I want to say... I'm going to get shot for getting this wrong at home. I know this, but I want to say it was 2010, 2011. And I feel I'm, like it was somewhere around there. Somewhere time, around there. They, yeah. they came back out with it, and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the, they apparently have come out with within DC Comics um, a new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe comic book. It's in yeah. There's 13 uh, books currently. In the series, and I just happened to pick up 13. And the reason I picked it up, it, it happened to say right on the front in Blazon, the uh, origin of She-Ra. And, of course, She-Ra was nowhere in it, but they're starting to build that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just off of that one, I, I took it home and I read it, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. The mm-hmm. drawing's great. The storyline's great. Because it really goes back to the old King Grayskull, you know, how everything and him and yeah. Hordak and, you know, how that whole thing went down. And it's, it's really awesome. I'm, I've got to go back. I've got to get the other 12. I'm ready for the number 14 to come out. And mm-hmm. I geeked out on it really hard. And I, I went, uh, we were out of town and we came home yesterday and I was going to show it to my husband. I'm like, look, this is awesome. I could not find it. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around the house going, I can't find my comic book. <laughs> and he's picking on me. He's like, you need to, you know, throw your hands up and down and, you know, jump up and down like a teenager. I can't find my comic book. Yeah. I still haven't found the damn thing. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm aggravated, but it's, it's really good. You know, hit your local comic book shop up, check that out, you know, check out a lot of the other good stuff that's coming out lately. Yeah. The, I know we talk about Arrow a lot. They do mm-hmm. have an Arrow uh, comic book to go along with it. And so check it out. So that was my key. And then I started, uh, I decided I wanted to get into something. I wanted to get into a show that's already done, you Mm -hmm. know, that's wrapped up and that, you know, so that I can like do the Netflix binge. And uh, I started watching Chuck. I'm into two episodes and and currently loving that. I know. And and I know there's going to be people who beat me, you know, for, you never watched Chuck? I I remember Chuck as being the show that came on like after Heroes or before Heroes, Mm -hmm. I think. And like beyond that, I never watched it though. Right. It, it's really good. It's really good. It's it's very funny. There's a little bit of sci-fi to it. You know, a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really funny. It has, um, of course, Zachary Levi. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of the reason that I watch, because I love all the stuff that he does with Nerd Machine and Nerd HQ and all of that during San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. And um, Adam Baldwin, who was, of course, Jane in Serenity Firefly, which is like my favoritest thing ever. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. We got a new comment from your husband. Oh, thanks, babe. Let's see. Um, Marvel makes the best theater movies. However, DC is winning in DVD sales for their animated shows and movies, not to mention they have better video games. Yeah. Agreed. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and now you see why I last? married him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was the last, like, Marvel game that was good? Can anybody think? You know, I mean, like. Um, what were those ones where uh, you ran around, you all worked together and. Ultimate Alliance. That's it. And how many years ago was that, right? I mean, like... Yeah. Like you well, can, and they've got um, Marvel Heroes that, that's their uh, online, the and okay. they had the... You could get it for PS, uh, PlayStation and play online and all that. Yeah. And it was fairly decent. I have a friend it's of mine... Diablo. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> much Diablo, but with a more open world concept similar to GTA and, mm-hmm. you know, Watch Dogs and whatnot. And it's... 
I got through it once, and that was it. Yeah, I played a couple of different character characters, especially during the beta and stuff. When I didn't have to pay for it, you yeah. know, which is always yeah. good. And I think for the most part, you don't really have to pay for it now, other than different, you know. I think if you want more, yeah. Yeah, if you want extra stuff. And so it's it's fairly cool if you like that open world concept and you like the heroes. And it, it's decent, but, I mean, it's not something. Yeah. Then on the other side. I can do side, the same thing yeah. and do Diablo 3. Right. And I enjoy Diablo 3 And then 3 I'm pretty more. sure, like, DC has their own, like, versions of that, too. Like, it's like the DC Universe online game. So, yeah. like, even that, they still have... Or Marvel, and then of course they have the f- whole Arkham Asylum franchise, which oh. is just the best DC Ever. video game franchise of all time. <laughs> okay, well, since we're talking about Batman anyway, how about we shift on over and talk a little bit about this? You know, the photo that was released a couple weeks ago by Zack Snyder. Right. He kind of teased it uh, when he teased it the day before it was released. He just he gave everyone the impression it was just going to be the Batmobile, right? But That's then. What we all thought. And then the picture comes out, and it's actually Ben Affleck in the bat suit, standing next to the Batmobile in his full glory. What was your initial reaction to that? So, I kind of had to mm. to look really closely to tell that it was actually Affleck in the suit. Of course, part <laughs> of me was just so distracted by the full Batmobile, mm-hmm. um, and it seemed very dark to me. A friend of mine actually—I don't know if he took some Photoshop liberties or what and lightened it to where you could really see things um, or if he got that from somebody else. But once you could really, once you lightened it up and could really, really see it, it looked really, really good. Um, I, I like... What you want, suit? <laughs> yeah, give, give, us, give, us, give us a look there. These are some... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, interpretation to go through and Photoshop the shit out of it. Right. <clears throat> because I didn't mention this, but the photo was in black and white when it was first put up. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> and that's the only legitimate photo. We still don't know exactly what the suit looks like and color-wise, but I'm pretty sure one of these awesome photo job, uh, Photoshop <clears throat> jobs is pretty accurate. Like, I'm thinking the black and gray is what they're going to go with. Yeah. And I like that he <clears throat> has what looks like a functioning utility belt. It's not there just for show. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, It looks like it actually... Could serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. There's no nipples on the suit. It's always a plus, right? <laughs> um, my 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 thoughts, my feelings on it are kind of mixed. And here's why, right? Like I, I I do I very much appreciate the fact that this is the first Batman we're going to get that actually looks like the comic book versions. I mean, not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different comic book versions. Oh, yeah. But in terms of like being the one that's more associated with the Justice League. He always kind of has like blue and gray or gray and black or especially like because uh, I believe this is based on the Dark Knight Returns. Basically, the whole style of the suit. Right. So it, it's cool that they're going more for the comic aspect of it. But I'm just a little bit afraid. You know, I don't want it to look too comic booky. And right. like right now, I'm feeling like it kind of does. Uh, and, and for that reason, I can't I can't fully embrace it yet because I just don't want it to look cheesy. You know, there's a reason right. why these comic book costumes are are altered and kind of made more grounded, realistic for live action film. And uh, if you start going backwards, well, then you're going back to, you know, just the, the, the stuff you work so hard to get away from. 
Right. Well, I think one of the one of the good things which I've heard from my husband and from other people is that if you look really closely towards the back of the neck. <laughs> Sorry, we just flashed on my husband commenting on YouTube. What, what was that comment, by the way? It's fucking awesome. And yeah. Frank Miller for the win. So, <laughs> and per Kevin Smith, it's going to be the same suit for The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, but if you look really closely, um, the cowl and the cape are all one piece. And that's something that you haven't seen mm-hmm. in a long time. A lot of times you see um, the cowl is there, but it kind of tucks in. around the neck of the suit and and as does the cape it all kind of tucks in around there Mm -hmm. where i mean it's just all one piece yeah anytime i've ever thought about it it's been it should in my opinion it should be all one piece yeah without without going the route of like the michael keaton batman what having the actual entire mask be a part of it too it looks like the mask is actually separate here so the cowl and the cape are connected, but the mask itself. Um, it's kind of hard to tell. To me, it looks like the mask portion is part of the cowl, which goes down into the cape. To me, it looks like it's all. One I piece. hope not. Just because that whole thing is just so '80s now, with him having to turn his entire body to look to the side. Well, but there's a lot of. I mean, because this is a, a profile view. If you look down towards the neck and the back of the neck, it looks like there is some room to move there. Yeah. You know, I mean. As long as it's not, you know, a complete rubberized, I mean, that's the only reason why he wouldn't be yeah. able to move his head See, and neck is because it'd be like rubbery. Like, it, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not crazy about the rubber stuff anymore. No, like I just, I'm no. really just over that now. And, and honestly, this suit kind of looks like it's made out of that stuff. But there's also room to, uh, there's reason to believe that he's going to wear more than one suit in the film also. So that excites me. Because, you know, why just pick one? You know, he's yeah. Batman. You know, it doesn't make sense that he would only have one suit anyway. He may Iron have Man one. doesn't have m- right. one suit. You know, you have you need different suits for different temperatures right. and all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> Great job, Jesse. Jesse is actually Photoshopping his own version right now. <laughs> live on the Playing podcast. with the brightness. Uh, but those Photoshop versions that we've seen all look pretty I'm good. Just, I mean, I'm just taking out the shadows. Yeah. Like those that's... people, man, people have skills now, don't they? Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, it, it looks really good. I'm I'm really yeah, happy with I'm it. I'm optimistic. Like I've I've never and you know, I don't know, Clint might cuss me out for saying this or something, but <laughs> I I've never been a huge fan of the small ears on Batman. Just just I've never like I don't like them too long. Right. I don't like them too short. I like them right in the middle. Yeah. And uh so that's kind of bugging me a little bit too, but But it's also you know, a profile view. They may look longer straight yeah, when on he's standing up or something straight you know. it may be longer yeah well, what about the batmobile what do we want to say about that obviously everyone's been saying it's kind of a combination of like tim burton's batmobile and the tumbler right chris nolan films which i think is a pretty accurate i think uh, so too and i think I, I think that's great i think it looks awesome mm-hmm. you know the front right here where well where you see the the windows mm-hmm. is very burton-esque and then you've got what looks like it's not wings. I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> yeah. You know, spoilers. <laughs> you know, that's very Burton-esque, but it's like everything on the bottom is, or even Arkham Asylum, you know, yeah. Arkham City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, I really like it. It's got um, those, uh, those, <laughs> the, the wheels are very, very Tumblr. Uh. You have been told you fail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was expecting that. Uh, mm-hmm. 
what else we got here? This is going to be an older Batman, and there is going to be a suit for fighting Superman. So um, there you go. Well, okay, I know that it's an older Batman. It's not confirmed that it's a suit. There's going to be a suit for fighting Superman, though. Well, he, That's not he confirmed. He needed the kryptonite gloves. At right. Point. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that would make sense. But we don't want to say things that aren't, like, you know, yeah. confirmed just yet. Right. Rumors. But that is, I mean, yeah, it would totally make sense that, yeah. that, that, that he would have a suit for, for something like that. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about this? I mean, we're pretty pumped. We might as well talk about the title a little bit since we're talking about Dawn it. Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Which, of course, leads I hate into... It. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about how the storyline is going to go down to give you one way or another. Right. Uh, I'm still kind of open-minded about it. But, I mean, I kind of feel like there's nothing else that they could call it with them bringing in so many Justice League members mm-hmm. and then building into a Justice League yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. That's going to be the next logical step is the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, this is where it starts. It's yeah. the dawn of justice. This is what brings on the need for a Justice League, yeah. so forth and so on. So, I mean, I can, you know, that's just kind of... My thinking. That's that's the funny thing about it um, is that while I don't like the title, mm-hmm. I can totally rationalize and understand why they went with something like that. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you. I mean, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, "Why didn't they just call it the world's finest and stuff like that?" You know, based on like cartoon, comic, yeah. and stuff. But oh, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can't just call it that because casual moviegoers won't know what that means. Right. And 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 unfortunately, nowadays people kind of have to have things like spelled out for them. I mean, it was um, it was pretty amazing that they even called uh the other film man of steel because a lot of people may not even know superman by that name right and like (laughs) this is a true story i mean it didn't happen to me uh but i was listening to a podcast screen rant podcast and then one of their editors was telling a story about when the dark knight came out Mm -hmm. a friend of his and he watched this happen (laughs) in (laughs) in real time in real life he was with a, a friend of his this girl and they watched the trailer for the dark knight and afterwards she was like what is this crap? They're totally ripping off Batman. I'm not going to see that. Now, see, yes, I would I would slap my forehead to that, too. Oh, gosh. But when you think about the fact that not everyone knows that Batman is also called the Dark Knight, it starts to kind of be like, well, <laughs> I guess it is possible for people to make that mistake, right? Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe because we're geeks. But but I mean even even the most casual <laughs> the most casual yeah you would think nerd so. who it, which I will admit to being within some things I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm the be all end all I know everything there is to know within the geek universe There's a lot of stuff that I know more of than mm-hmm. I know about right But I mean if you've Oh, jeez. Even the old Batman movies, they had to have referred to him as the Dark Knight <laughs> at some point. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it happens. And that's, I mean, when you're, when you're part of a marketing group for Warner Brothers, you kind of have to take every little thing into consideration and think right. about all that and say, well, we want to have Batman and Superman in the title so people know that they're in it and what's going on and all that. With that being said, I mean, I was not crazy about it being called Batman versus Superman either. 
but I kind of yeah. would prefer that rather than this long Batman v Superman. And Dawn that seems of to be the trend thing. now. Like when you're con- doing these continuing or rebooting of something, let's have a really freaking long name. Yeah. You know, Transformers 58, <laughs> Age of Marky Mark's Extinction, you know, whatever. <laughs> it just It yeah. just seems like they're all getting really, really, really long. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I said, there's a lot of factors that play into these kinds of decisions. And a lot of them we will never know. But as geeks, we have to give our opinions on it, you know. Right. And of course, you know. And it'll grow on me as they they always do. Right. They're they're working this with the new DC 52 series Mm -hmm. that's currently going on within the comic books, which brought them together a lot earlier from what I'm being told, you know. Yeah. And what have you. So. Well, there's still a lot that remains to be seen about this film. Um, they have pretty much come out and say that it's going to be not as much of a Man of Steel sequel as people were hoping, uh, which I would have rather see that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not ready for them to like jump into Justice League territory already. Because now they're saying that Catwoman may be in the film. What? Uh, that Emily Blunt may be playing Catwoman. You know, and and Jim Gordon may be in there. It's like well, how many fucking characters? But it's not not to say it can't be done because we'll talk about Days of Future Past later, and there were right. a lot of characters in that, and that right. turned out okay. So yeah. I guess and we'll I'll, see. Yeah, it very much remains to be seen. Yeah, we shall see. Well, we're gonna. So and that's still. Yeah. From what we're being told via YouTube, that's still not the finished. That still may not be the. the I think finished it is the finished title. title. No, the, I yeah, thought it was the, yeah, too. It yeah, because they've already like the website and everything already is already up. With yeah, them. there's no Batman reason. Versus ju- yeah. Versus <laughs> <laughs> no, the the temporary title that they were going was by was Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And now it's gonna and be Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Batman v, v Superman. Superman. V Superman. <laughs> yeah. Almost like you drop know, that s. Like a court. Too much. <laughs> yeah, like a court case. Like you right. Know, <laughs> the little V. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? But we're gonna shift on over from DC for a moment and head back into Marvel territory and talk very briefly about this recent news that um, director Edgar Wright uh, was helming the new Ant-Man film, which, you know, was kind of announced this year with Paul Rudd attached to play uh, Scott Lang, I believe. Ant-Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because everyone was hoping for Henry Pym. But then he said that Michael Douglas was going to play Hank Pym in the film. So he's still going to be in there, too. So it was a little confusing for a while. Right. But um, Edgar Wright is uh released a statement and so did warner brothers saying that they kind of mutually parted ways which i don't think it was that mutual oh i think it was Mm. why why don't you think well because from what i've read he and i apologize i don't know the other person's name they had been handed versions of the script and and were working on it and Marvel went, nope, let's give it to some of our in-house people. And then they gave it back and Wright went, yeah, no. Yeah, and, no, from what I understand, and, that's what happened, yeah. Yeah, and but I don't know. It's, and it, I see it as mutual because they wanted to go with their version of the script. He wanted to go with his. And they yeah. were like, well, okay, if we can't agree, then we're both just going to kind of. Uh, because he could have very well just sucked it up and been like, all right, I'll just, you know, let right. them change everything about this set. You know, especially with them saying and Kevin Feige came out and like made a statement like a while back and said, the only reason why we're making an Ant-Man film is because of Edgar Wright's vision. 
And now he's right. not even attached to it anymore. And he's, I mean, and there's Joss Whedon's response right there, which I really don't understand. I don't even know what that is that he's holding. But oh, that is a that is a it's a reference to a trilogy of films that Edgar Wright directed. Uh, ah, like it was um, Shaun of the Dead and uh, Gotcha and Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz and which I the love. World's End. Yeah. So I like that that thing has something to do with that trilogy. Gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. that's kind of his little subtle way of, of doing Cornetto. it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh And he he also yeah. did Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which right. is a comic book movie. Yeah, and that film's like that film was very under the radar, but I loved it. I did too. And I own it on Blu-ray and I watch it like every now right. and then and it's just like so fun, unappreciated and like oh, yeah. cause it's really creative. And, you know, people, he's known for doing really creative things with his films. And every, with with a property like Ant-Man, I'm sorry, you need someone in there to spin it so that it's not as cheesy of a concept <laughs> as right. it is on paper. You know, I mean, no matter how much you love Ant-Man, at the end of the day, it's a guy, a tiny guy or a really big guy. And, right. you know, you have to be able to do something creative with Oops. that. And I thought he was going, he would have been the guy to do it. And now they, they're... They can't even really find someone else to step in there. So who knows what the future is going to hold for this film. Right. Because they thought they had somebody lined up just that quick. Like, just yeah. as soon as he walked away, they had, uh, believe, the guy that did Anchorman 2. And yeah, his name was thrown in there. Mm -hmm. And then now, and they've thrown in other names since then. And almost and they're it's all like, like, no, nope, we're not touching that. Yep, we're going to be over here. And David Wayne, like, I think he's the front runner right now. Who? David Wayne. He did uh, oh. Wet Hot American Summer and... Mm. Okay. A bunch of other okay. movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, whoever gets involved state. in this process has to be prepared for the same stuff that Edgar Wright went with, you know. Right. Like to sign like Marvel is this this Marvel Studios is this this powerhouse now and to be a part of that thing is totally a good thing, but uh, there comes a certain level of uh control that you will lose. Because right. they, they'll, they'll have to make sure it all fits because in they're to have Avengers the, They have their else. plan, and exactly. it's all connected. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why they've had trouble holding on to directors in the past. I mean, listen, we got, for, all, for every sequel that we got, if I'm not mistaken, since phase one, none of the same directors have been attached, with the exception of Iron Man 1 and 2. Yeah. We had same director there. And the only and the only one Man 3 since then I can think of is going to be Joss Whedon with Avengers 1 and 2. Yep. So. And now, and, and for him, it's like, you know, he's kind of the architect of this whole thing now. So, you know, they, they don't want to lose him. But yeah. for all the rest, you know, they're, they're losing directors now. Since Captain America 2 was so great, they're bringing back the Russo brothers again for part three, which is good. You know, they need to work on keeping their noses where they need to be and let the directors kind of do their thing. But it, it's, a, it's a balance that you just oh, kind of yeah. have to find. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay. And so. I just want more Loki. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think it'll be a while on that. I guess. Yeah, I mean, probably. no, no more Thor films at least until after Next Avenger comes out. And yeah. from what I understand, Loki's not going to be in that. I mean, who knows, right? But I don't see why they would retread that by bringing him back in, in the mix. Yeah, because he's going to be in in Asgard posing as Odin. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I yield, my king. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Anyway. Well, now we're, that we're on the Marvel front, we're going to keep it going and go into uh, our newest segment segment called trailer overdose it's where caitlin and i are going to go through this trailer break it down stop every couple seconds give our thoughts on it and everything this one's going to be more brief uh, because it's not the actual like the full theatrical trailer for guardians of the galaxy which i'm not even sure if it's been released yet but it's a t it's the latest tv spot like it literally came out today so it's completely relevant so we figured we'll just go with this 
Um, we haven't talked much about this film because it's a lot of it's still up in the air. You know, I, I've, I've talked about this before. I've never read the comics. I didn't know anything about this this franchise, this property until they announced this a movie. A lot of people don't. A yeah. lot of people are kind of in the same boat. I was in the same boat. I mm-hmm. mean, the only reason I knew anything about it was because my husband started going, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, <laughs> okay. So, but I mean, from what I'm seeing so far, looks really good. I so. can agree. Yeah, everything I've seen so far has got me optimistic about it. Um, it's I don't know if it's gonna be a hard sell for some people with a talking raccoon and all that stuff. But oh, uh, if he's well, badass I'm enough, gonna, which I'm sure he I'm will gonna be. save my comment for later on on that. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into this episode's trailer overdose. We've got the newest TV spot for Guardians of the Galaxy. Cue it up on YouTube if you want to watch it. Apparently, they think they can save the galaxy. What I love the, that he's in this. I look around at us, and I see a thief, two thugs, an assassin, and a maniac. Okay, but let's just stop there. Um, that was one of our first more clear shots of Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they've shown Groot more so than Rocket. And, and, and I think that's just, a, a yeah. really clear shot of... Um, Gamora. Yeah, Gamora. Gamora. That's yeah. that's the lightish. Everything of her has been very much in shadows. What an interesting shot of her too. It yeah, looks like she's modeling there. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, her character is not supposed pity. to be like that at all. <laughs> maybe maybe Batista. it's. Well, I mean, she's an assassin. You know, maybe she's trying to lure someone in. Yeah, you're right. So, so. I, like I said, I don't. I know. Yeah, very, and Batista like, looks nothing badass. about these characters for the most part. So maybe that's that's part of her thing. But um, Rocket looks great. I mean. For for a CGI raccoon, look at that. Oh yeah. Could you tell the difference between that looks like a real raccoon? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, we've in my family we've had some close and personal contact with raccoons, so yeah, I have a little bit of, of background. That look very much looks like a, an actual raccoon. I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, Groot looks awesome. Of course, we got Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket and Vin Diesel voicing Groot. After you know speculation for months they've been talking about trying to get vin diesel in this thing in some capacity oh vin was like all over it he was like yeah, yeah let's do it right was, and they're even talking about even trying to get him physically into something else you know this is just his voice yeah. of course but why not i mean they don't show his face in here so he can definitely play another character Already fit as next uh, juggernaut he's got he, <laughs> i feel like he's got to be a villain you know yeah. with that voice oh yeah like can he be any of the heroes i don't think he can uh, not, not any that I can think of right, <laughs> right. off the top I mean, of my head. I mean, unless it's some obscure. But I'm yeah, watching I'm obscure. <laughs> like this. Yeah. But as avalanche. A, yeah, I'll speak for ev- <laughs> every other red-blooded American woman. I'll watch it. It doesn't matter. I will watch it. <laughs> well, we got him in there as Groot. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's let's resume. Assassin and a maniac. But we're not going to stand by as evil wipes out billions of lives. Oh yeah. You're welcome. Ain't no thing like me except me. Who are you? We're the guardians of the galaxy. Well, they keep changing that. Let's stop here. <laughs> yeah, they they, they keep change that with every that every every trailer. Right. It's it's uh God, I can't remember his name now, but uh, it's him asking, "Who are you?" And in one trailer, it's. Yeah, he's like uh, Star Lord. 
He's like, who? who? Yeah. Storm the background Lord, keeps man. changing, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because it wasn't done yet. <laughs> Gotta love trailers. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> half of the shit we're seeing right now is not going to be in the film. That is one thing, <laughs> I've, that is one thing I've learned this year for sure is that they, they, they'll, they love not including stuff. But we saw a lot of really cool stuff just now. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited Groot's for this movie, man. sprouting branches. This is the most ambitious one the film they've made yet, obviously, because oh, yeah. there's no really established popular brand uh, which means they must have a lot of faith in it to be making it um, and I'm blanking on the director's name right now help me out oh um, he's writer Clint, of help uh, me out Clint yeah where's Clint what we need? we're gonna have to bring him in here one night he did Slither I told, like I he never have everything. I never have trouble remembering names James Gunn James there Gunn we go. James Gunn and you go after a director like that, and you're, you know, there's a certain thing you want for your film. Um, and I think we're going to get that. I mean, look, there's several, we're getting several tones in this trailer. It's really serious at one point, and then that, and then Hooked on a Feeling comes on, and that makes it into a, a completely lighter thing. So I'm expecting this kind of space opera sort right. of thing to where, right. you know, I don't, not comparing it to Star Wars, but I really think that that's what they're aiming for to where it could fit in almost any genre. You know, there's right. something, there's elements in there that every that casual moviegoers can find something that they like about it. And that's one thing that, that they've actually said. Um, it, there was, if you were a diehard Shield Agents of Shield watcher, like I was, there was one week where they were off, but they did this whole, you know, not so much behind the scenes, but behind the movies where their plan was where it was going you know where phase one phase two phase three and that's one thing that uh, i believe kevin feige actually talked about you know Mm -hmm. you've got your uh, historical spy thriller in the original captain america movie you've got your you know ensemble piece with avengers Mm -hmm. you know you've got your a little bit of comic comedy in this and you've got a little bit of this and that you know there's this will be your massive science fiction space opera you know (laughs) each movie has its own place they're starting to become they're going for the genre films which i like i mean it's a good idea it's like you take these characters and you you tell their like you know they don't all have to be generic action films right you know like captain america 2 is very much like an espionage type of thriller and it it works for him yeah, and this works exactly. for them, and and that is the I think that's the best thing they can do with these films instead of just you know just cranking out a bunch of like I said generic action stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's very exciting. Let's resume. Oops. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's because I refreshed the page back there. Derp. You want more errors? Tune into the YouTube show. <laughs> All right, anyway, back to it. Who? Forget it. Oh, how many times has he asked that question in the film? That was the second part of it. Yeah. That was the who part, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got a bunch of shots of Star-Lord just now. Looks completely awesome, man. Like, I, cool? you know, they're, they're, they're making these characters look just like the comic. And, and in a movie like this, it's a lot easier to do, I think. As opposed oh, yeah. to something that takes place on Earth in modern day, you know this takes place who knows where in the galaxy. So you can get away with more, you know, these fantastical looking costumes and right. colors and everything like that. So this is really their chance to make, um, in some ways, probably the most accurate and faithful 
uh, adaptation yet. Without it looking too cartoony because it right. would still fit. Exactly. It would still fit within the cartoon and within the universe that they're creating. Yeah. And that's why I think it's a good idea for them to do this. And of course, uh, it just it opens up a lot of other the more universal type of villains and characters. And because after this film, you know, it'll be a lot more believable for someone like Thanos and and, uh, right. and all these people that show up in the future, you know. Right. <clears throat> Who? Forget it. of the galaxy in theaters august 1st oh they didn't show it on this one okay <laughs> so there is another trailer at the very end of the trailer you see them as an ensemble walking out walking down kind of a ship's bridge or whatever mm-hmm. um deck what whatever you want to call it and in one of the other trailers rocket is he's walking out he's got his gun over his shoulder and he readjusts himself and mm. I don't know why, but it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> I, I want to say it was in the second trailer, uh-huh. but it's. I really think Rocket is going to make this movie. He is. Yeah. He's. I mean, Chris Pratt is funny. Everything that they've shown of Chris mm-hmm. Pratt, you know, and the, they're going to bring the humor into it. You know, there's another version. I want to say it's in the same version, version two, where you know he goes, "I see two thugs, an assassin, a maniac, losers," and they all look at him like what (laughs) you know there's definitely going to be some element of humor to this but i really think it's going to be it's going to be rocket rocket is going to make this movie and it's going to be hilarious and of course you know the reason they're doing all this space opera is of course because we did see thanos at one point um at the end of Avengers, Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course he's going to be introduced uh, in through this, and then of course into Avengers two with Age of Ultron and all that. So, you know, Thanos is the ultimate arch enemy of Guardians of the Galaxy. So they have to bring him in, and of course he was recently that casting was recently revealed as that's, Josh that's Brolin, true. that is true, yeah. which I think that's is a really good pick. Yeah. And you know, with us seeing him at the end of Avengers, um, I did see a picture where there was a side by side of that profile shot at the end of Avengers with Josh Brolin next to him. I'm like, I, I wonder (laughs) if this was already planned and done a long time ago. (laughs) And it's, he's going to be doing more of the voice acting or if, you know, if this really was a more recent, yeah, you know, casting because the side by side with, with him as Thanos, it just looks, there we go. He's so that, it looks like, I mean, to me, it looks like they've more kind of transformed him. It, it, check that third one. They've kind of made Thanos look like him, whereas, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, the fourth one. It's almost, because that's the the shot at the end of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, the, the facial structure is almost already there, mm-hmm. which is which is why I think that. But I could be totally wrong. It's happened. It'll happen again. Not that I ever thought for a second that they would use the same guy who, who portrayed him in the first film and mm-hmm. the Avengers. But it's right. just kind of bittersweet. You know, it's like uh, that was his one shot. Who did, who did do the... Uh, his name was... Summer. I think his name was Damon. Damon Portier or something like that. Um, I want to say he's a, he's a black guy. Um, we're going to find out real quick. Damon Portier or am I just making that up? Rose at the bottom. Let's see. They're gonna. They're not gonna credit him as Thanos. They credit him as something else in the end. Um. 
But it's obviously Thanos. Yeah, so they had yeah. they had a guy, you know, who's do, who's there for motion capture, and they they kind of used his face as a model and all that kind of stuff. Um, but to just be like, well, I'm just going to sign on just to uh, do the very end of this yeah. part, which mm-hmm. kind of ties into something else I want to bring up later when we get into our Days of Future Past uh, discussion. All righty then. So yeah, I think you know, Brolin. Brolin's a good actor, despite the oh, yeah, the one sure. comic yeah, book movie he did with yeah. Megan Fox. Damien Poitier. We'll we'll forget. So now know. that you see that picture of him, right, it starts to be like, oh, the, clearly that guy was Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. going to redesign Thanos a little bit more because we don't know if he's going to be CG with with uh, Josh Brolin or if they're going to just put a bunch of prosthetics on him or something. Well, the the stuff that I've been seeing. Like the the pictures that Jesse was showing just a few minutes ago, mm. um, where it looks like they've kind of, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, that one right there. It's kind of hard to tell if that's is CG that like an official or if that could be. I don't think that. I don't think that's just a official. random photo that someone like. Of a, of but I mean, that would be very easily easily done with prosthetics and contacts. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. the contacts you'd yeah. almost have to I mean, cuz it looks like living fire, you'd have to CG that in. Yeah. But I mean, that look right there looks very easily done with yeah. prosthetics. Yeah, and I don't, so they don't have to go the CG route unless they just want They are. You think so? <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like why get an actor like Josh Brolin if he's just going to be completely CG? Yeah. yeah. I it, agree. It matters. Oh yeah, it does because I mean, good actors can also do good motion capture. Yeah. But Josh Brolin, you know, I mean, that, that, that you know, that's a that's an actor's actor right there. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. I guess we will see what happens with that. Yeah. Well, that has been this episode's trailer overdose. Uh, once again, if you have any thoughts on that, send us an email at geeklydose at gmail.com. Or you can head over to awesomepods.com or facebook.com slash awesomepods. Leave us a comment. Uh, let us know if, you, if there's a trailer that you want us to talk about for the next episode. Because um, I'm not going to lie. We thought of this one like right before we started recording. Just now. <laughs> so I'll be honest with you about that. Well, okay. Out today, or if so. there's a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's a game that you'd like us to right. see, go over the trailer. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Trailers definitely don't just have to be for films. Um, we'd like yeah. to keep it geek related. Yeah. But, you know. TV I mean, show, geek, film, The game. term geek can really cover a lot of different Oh yeah, there's a lot of geek stuff that y'all don't cover in this, right? So, and we're open to that. We know it's been a lot of X Men. Aren't talking about Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so was there a story that you had that you said you want to tell? No, that that that's for off the air later. That's for off the air. That's for YouTube only. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, well, at this point. we are going to shift into our main event, which is going to be a discussion slash review of X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, uh, normally, we kind of do a spoiler-free review beginning. I don't know if it does it make sense to do that this time. Everyone's seen this film, right? I, I'm, yeah. We should it just go good. for it. It was good. We right? liked it. If you haven't yeah, seen yeah. it, okay. for pause the- it here, <laughs> go watch it, and then come back. Yeah, if you I haven't seen it yet. Clint left another message. Oh, um, he said three out of four gems. There's actually six gems. Clint, you're uh, losing your credibility <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, he's saying we've already seen three oh, out of four okay. of the gems. Out of four? Out of, well, out yeah, of there's, oh, there's, oh, right. there's six. Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 yeah, so he, yeah. He's probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the bullet on, he's probably distracted by my daughter who's screaming over Minecraft. <laughs> we'll just. It's okay. 
we'll just right. we'll give right. him that. Um, and I think <laughs> yeah, we've seen the ether, the tesseract, and what else? The one that the um, one that's in Guardians. Yeah, the, the one that's in Guardians. Are we counting that one? I would think so. Okay, it would make sense as to why why mm-hmm. he's stealing that. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, the, the so. tesseract was in a gym. I don't. I think I don't, they're I counting think it, it as. Yeah, one. I mean, it's, I think they're counting they really, it as. One. They, they, they the mind gem was yeah. the Loki pokey stick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but why? Why wouldn't the tesseract be one? It seemed like it would uh, fit perfectly. You know, just was. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it's its own little thing. Nothing has been officially confirmed anyway to Very be true. to be involved with the infinity. Right, none of so them have been. Could, so it's all really speculation, unless I'm missing something. Well, in Thor, they show it. toward that. But you know something, though? I, I think that was just an Easter egg, and it didn't really... Yeah, you know what I mean? maybe. Because, yeah, I think that was just like, let's just throw it in the back. Because at the time when Thor came out, they, they probably weren't even sure they were going to go that route. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. Oh, no, no, dear. No. Oh, no. his suggestion for trailers. Oh. Yeah, his suggestion for trailers. No. Oh. No. It's not, not, not geek related. It's not, it's not geek related. It's like not cosplay or something. <laughs> no. Besides, I don't think they make trailers, really. Yeah. They just jump right into the feature. I, we're not even gonna venture to guess. <laughs> Leave right. that there. Okay, so yes, if you just if you're one of the very few people who's still not seeing X Men Days of Future Past, uh, I'm gonna say I loved it. And Caitlin's gonna say and Jesse's gonna say yeah. Okay, so (laughs) go see it and then come back and finish listening to this episode. Uh, You can also fast forward uh, to the wrap up, I don't know, maybe about 20 minutes or so. Check out the end and see what we have in store for next time. So at this point, final warning, we're going to switch over to a spoiler filled discussion for Days of Future Past, as well as speculations on the next films, talking about the past X-Men films. By some chance you haven't seen them, you don't want to listen to this either. So at this point, final warning, spoilers for X-Men Days of Future Past. And we're back. <laughs> okay. Um, Thank goodness. I was so lonely. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, where so to begin? Okay. I want to preface, preface, if I can say that correctly, mm-hmm. anything that I say by saying this first. I never read the Days of Future Past comic arc. Okay. Okay. So I knew of it. I knew... Um, I knew... The basic gist of it, that Kitty Pride was the main heroine throughout it, you yeah. know, that she was the one who who went back and she was the one who really saved the future by fixing the past. Right. So I feel like in this case, because, I mean, I can understand why, you know, geeks who had read this and were in love with it and it was the be-all, end-all, it was one of the m- most awesome story arcs ever within the X-Men universe, mm-hmm. were so pissed off. I get it. I went and, like I said earlier, I went and picked up the compendium from the comic book shop after I saw the movie just so that I would have that as a point of reference to, right. for comparison's sake. Uh, read it that same night, you know, devoured it. And I, I can understand why people were getting pissed off, mm-hmm. you know, because it was so very different. But at the same time, me being able to know some of the X-Men world and go in there fresh... Like most people, you know, Joe Blow off the street, who's only seen the first three movies in Last Stand, not Mm -hmm. not Last Stand, uh, First Class, you know, 
Because that's what the majority of the world is going to have reference to. The three movies and first class. I think it really gave me... It was very beneficial. So I could see... I could make the comparisons. And I could see why they did what they did to fix what had been done mm-hmm. to take us where... To, to, to potenti- potentially take us where they want to go. Yes, so yes. I'm, that's a very good way of putting it. That's, you know, that's just my two cents on it. Do I think it was awful? Do I think they shouldn't have done it that way? No. Mm. But, I mean, they... A lot of people I saw reviews were coming out and saying, oh, but the way they explained it, I'm so confused. It doesn't make any sense. I think it did, personally. Yeah. The way they explained things, the way they yeah. explained why, you know, uh, Wolverine had to be the one to go back and mm. not Kitty. It made sense to me. Yeah. You know, other than the fact that He's the freaking poster boy for that all the X Men movies, <laughs> which is the real reason, right? Yeah. But, but still, they, they gave a it, yeah, yeah, they gave a legitimate justification of you know anybody that they've got sent back more than just a few days, their mind breaks. Uh-huh. You know, Wolverine can't break; he fixes himself too fast. So therefore, it just kind of made sense. Yeah, and even he had you know a rough spot there for a moment when he saw Striker. Right. Laying there on the ground, he almost broke. Right. So, yeah, no, you're, you're right. They actually, um, they did. I mean, I, I feel like this about the film. I feel like, was everything perfect? No. Was every single continuity error that the other films put in place explained away? No. No. But I do feel like they explained most of them away. And right. they got it back into a good enough <clears throat> place that they could bring for the everybody future. back right. and start over Which, fresh. Which to me was the whole point of this movie. And I think they did that well. My only concern was that when... And I know I'm jumping all the way to the end of the movie. <laughs> but when Wolverine woke up at the end and was like, okay, what's going on? And Charles Reels, ah, yes, let me catch you up. Mm-hmm. At that point, where exactly within the timeline are they? Are they within 2014, quote unquote, or are they back at 2023, 50 years, you know, from when everything went down? You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. So, you know, it's it stands to reason that they would be more in the 2014 timeline, mm-hmm. you know, the present day, because Rogue is still young. Bobby still looked, Iceman still looked relatively young. Mm. They were still together. Um, Did it even go back as far as prior to um, Last Stand? You know, it would, I I mean, where in the timeline do do they actually fall? And that's something that they could throw, you know, you could figure out within the next movie. That's funny. Like, I didn't even even think about that. That's, that was my only question walking out. There's a huge gap of time missing and... Because you know what? For Wolverine, which leaves, uh, which he's who we've been following this whole movie. So that leaves us a huge gap. We're basically following Wolverine's story. So didn't, okay, there there was a point where, uh, it's the point where Wolverine walks into the office and sees Professor X and he's like, uh, I don't remember anything past whenever. And he's like, let me fill me in on the last however many years. Right. What, What was that number? I don't know that there was a number said. Because like it was like twenty or fifteen or one of those. I, I know so. he because went because it would back have been like twenty or fifteen years after nineteen sixty or seventy whatever. 
Because yeah, look, trust me, I googled yeah. that. I'm like, when were the Paris Peace Accords? 1973. See, that, that's what I would assume. And so they were. There was a 50 year gap between when those peace accords went down and everything was supposed to have went to hell in a handbasket, yeah. and when they were trying to save the world, which was 2023. Mm-hmm. So it's where. Where the heck are we? You so know, this, this when is the he point wakes where up. we need people to tweet us for things we mm. can't remember exactly. Right. Because it, for I me, mean, I just saw it. Yeah. But Jesse I just saw it today, time, but I yeah. saw it last Wednesday. Mm. So it's, and not, I'm not, I don't mean like two days ago Wednesday. I'm talking yeah. last week Wednesday. <laughs> so, and there's uh, been a lot since then. That's funny though, because I didn't, I didn't think about that. I, when I watched it initially, I just automatically assumed. It was the same time period as they were in and be in, in from the start when they were in the future, because mm-hmm. that's where his body was. His body was in 2023 or whatever. He woke up in his right. body again. I assume that was the same period of time, but it doesn't make sense that no one else is aged. Right. Because Jean Grey still looked the exact same. Like you said, Rogue and Bobby looked the same. Kitty was still the same. Right. Age. She looked younger, you huh. know. So, yeah, and I, the, and the other thing that I that I thought of because I know that within the comic book arc within the story arc, um, Kitty was actually with Colossus, mm-hmm. where whereas in the movie it was her and Bobby yeah. Iceman, and so I know a lot of people were grrr about that, and I remember in that last scene they were it was uh, they showed Rogue and Bobby together, but mm-hmm. did. I can't remember. Did they show Kitty and Colossus? Yeah, they were teaching together? a class. That's what I thought. Yeah. I couldn't remember. So that would kind of fix that and kind of yeah. angle back into the storybook storyline arc. And then another thing that would would lead me to believe it's much further in the future is because everyone's uh, all the technology. You know, Cyclops had like these different yeah. and Professor X had a floating chair. chair. I mean, it had to have been like in a twenty. 20s 2020 or at right? least. Okay, according to this yeah. time graphic, it's 2023. So yeah, but for some reason, no one else has aged, as far as we can tell. So yeah, it is, just really <laughs> which seems is a, yeah, strange. that's another huge uh, plot hole in there, I guess. Um, but it just seems that they couldn't fix everything. Seems weird that he would get all those memories back like at that time frame of 2023. Like, shouldn't he have just been, you know, knowing that until you know? All that adamantium stuff ruined his brain, but uh, it seems weird that it came back at 2023. What do you mean his memory? All the knowledge of everything he did. Well, he didn't remember anything before. Like I'm saying... After 1970. In that that huge break we had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That they don't show. Uh Like, I guess we're to assume that Wolverine knew nothing about any of that. He didn't, yeah, because that was... It was like a different... It was kind of like a different timeline, because his... Every, I don't know, everything shifted, you know? I know, but it's weird that it comes like, back, right. you know, at the end. Well, did he, like, get, he didn't get it back at the end, though. Well, Professor X kind of said he'd fill him in on it. Well, also, they they said, uh, at the beginning of the movie, they said the only person that's going to remember any of this timeline is you. Yet, you know, it's kind of weird that it the took that one. long. Yeah. Right. The yeah. future one, yeah. So I'm saying. It's just yeah. a, <laughs> weird. It's weird that he didn't know it. I understand they didn't know it after the Weapon X trials and everything like that, but once he gets his memory back, or if he does, I guess, yeah, um, that that wouldn't also come but back. History, he did but history has also been altered mm-hmm. from, understand from that, 1973. But, but they told him that he'd be the only one to know this. Right, but he, he 
but not until 2023. God, that's the hard part about discussing <laughs> this movie is because there's there's it's it can get so confusing. Well, I mean, that's when he to... got his mind back in his body. It was in 2023. I mean, before then, I guess it was in their timeline. It was just a different Wolverine. Know, yeah, who remember. was he and how they treat him? You know, that's what I'm. Making, oh well, the only person I knew was about. Professor X. So I mean, and and he wouldn't have told him because he wanted he probably wanted him to remember on his own. Maybe he was an asshole yeah. up until that point. Like guy, guy, I can't wait till 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know he's a cool guy in 2023, yeah. but man, he's a dick right yeah, now. It, it, <laughs> I do thing. like that they yeah. did go back and reference when uh, when he goes to actually find Charles and he meets Charles and Beast in the in the mansion, and uh, he goes, "I remember you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Eric came to you. And I'm going to tell you the same thing you told me. Fuck off." So it, it yeah. was it was cool that they kind of referenced that back because that was kind of a cool point in that movie too, where of, he just pops which, up. Yeah, of which. All of the nitpickers have been pointing out the fact that that's not what Wolverine told them. Yeah, because it's not. He says, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. yeah, but then you know, Xavier says, "Fuck off." All right, and people are like that's not the same. <laughs> How many years has it? Been? You know what I mean? Like, and the man's it's okay. been it drinking. Was, yeah, the, the the concept, the idea was the same. Right. It would have been right. more weird had he remembered exactly what he was told because they went after so many different mutants. Why would that one yeah. stick out so much to where he remembered word for word? Right, <laughs> what was said. He has a great mind. Yeah, but see, it, had a great I, yes, I, I'm glad they the did that because they needed to reference that they had already crossed paths to some extent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what that's the problem with like time travel in films. You know, it can it can very easily become completely confusing. And I knew that there was a possibility that that was going to happen with this film. Um, but for the most part. I think I came away with a good understanding of everything. And I came away with a good feeling. Yeah. Like, I've, I felt like, okay, now they can move forward and they can really do some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they started in 2014 or whether they started in 2023, mm-hmm. you know, no matter where they decide to, to drop the next story in the timeline, they yeah. really have an opportunity to go back and... I don't know, do it the way it really could have been done yeah. and should have been done the first time around, mm. you know, and have the ability to go into these further arcs and bring in Genosha and... and um, oh, Savage Land. Yeah, Savage Land. <laughs> well, maybe They're not, not going to do that. <laughs> you know, but... Um, Compete with Jurassic World. <laughs> right. Um, it's Jurassic World the, with mutants. The, <laughs> God... What what is it? The, the king. King. The which king? <laughs> the one that's always playing chess in Charles's head. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, I don't Where is my husband? Shadow King. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kept trying yeah, to Shadow say the king. demon king, and I'm like, no. He crosses with uh, Storm a lot. Yeah, but and, I mean, the, oh, yeah. and that would be oh, that's the one who like possesses people and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And so that would be uh, something else that they could play with, and they could, you know, oh, they got lots to play with. Yeah, yeah, they've got lots of stuff that they can play and do with do with now, and they're not, I don't know, just yeah, stuck. With well, let's talk about stuff. um, let's talk about the the this the story of this film. How do we feel about that? Everything was. Did you feel it was epic? Do you feel like it, it, it... I feel like as a stand... Even though it was trying to fix all this... And this is a problem that a lot of sequels have. And especially when they're trying to set up things for next films. And mm-hmm. it's like like Amazing Spider-Man was terrible at this. But this film 
while fixing all the other films, still managed to tell a good standalone story yeah. itself, uh, which is not easy to do. And it very easily could have went in all kinds of different directions with all the characters that they have and all these different timelines and everything. And I felt like it was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. You know, even with everybody just... Storm didn't die in the books. I'm like, well, technically, the way they did it, nobody died because right. everybody got back, you know, they got information three days before. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. I called that with Storm. They made that pretty obvious in the trailer because in the trailer, there was like a sentinel just reaching back behind her. And I was like, he's going to impale her in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But then they all got killed. Damn near. Um, how do we feel about all of the newer mutants in the uh, in the future? I liked yeah. Blink. Mm-hmm. Blink was awesome. I was Those, really the, all the portal Blink. action. Blink. Yeah, oh, the portal yeah. stuff was was amazing. She, she it was, was straight awesome. from the video game portal, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And um, Warpath, I don't know. I, I felt like Warpath didn't have much of a reason to be there. Why am I forgetting? What was his Superior power? hearing. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. <laughs> Is that really what it was? It just maybe it's it just, seemed to be. Okay. Yeah, because you can he hear could, him ten miles out. Yeah, and so and he was just a he was. His, I guess his combat skills were pretty you know, right. amazing, too. Yeah, He's like stabbing sentinels with a knife and all kind of stuff like right. that. Right, throwing axes <laughs> and crap. And then we had Sunspot and, uh, <coughs> of course, Bishop. And uh, I think that was it for the new, the newer guys in the future. Um, which was cool at the beginning how they... Uh, first of all, that entire opening sequence was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, who was expecting them to start with that? You know, no. they were just like in the future, fighting Sentinels, right? And then like none of that and stuff. And everybody ended up starts happening. dying, and then it's yeah. like, wait a minute, they're not dying, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. And I thought they Confused. did a pretty good. It, it got kind of confusing, but you know, I think the way Kitty explained it was cool. She was like, uh, somebody would predict when the Sentinels were coming, so then she would send Bishop back to warn them of it or something like that. So no, they, they would all had their own get name. attacked. They yeah. would get yeah. attacked, and so she would send his consciousness consciousness back <laughs> to warn them three days it. to warn them, so and then that they, they weren't could there meet. when the right. Sentinels showed up. Like that is cool. You know, yeah. you got you've got to have like a room full of people sitting down with like just a poster on the wall of like all these little timelines. So that stuff makes sense. Right. You know, and like. Because you know somebody did that. Somebody totally totally. did that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The way they play with time in this is pretty amazing. I mean, when you really think about it. Uh, And I thought that was awesome. And then it was nice shout out to Bishop because, of course, in a 90s cartoon version of Days of Future Past, Bishop is the one who goes back in time and does all that. So they still give him a nod by by having that moment. Right. And I did like how they kind of. there was kind of a nod to the the comic book arc with the M, and it you know because uh, Bishop's is on his face, mm-hmm. you know, which in other incarnations it's it's kind of drawn on, whereas in this one it was branded on, and it was branded on other people as well. Yeah. Whereas in the books it was just it you know it was kind of like identifying a Jew back in the Holocaust. You mm-hmm. know, it was just you had to wear something on your shirt. Yeah. So and that's how they projected it in the comic book so but it was really that was a nice little nod and and i like that they kind of carried that whole that at one point they just started branding people over the eye would hurt like mug but you know hard to hide yeah yeah but my question is what do you do with the mutants who can heal hello that's (laughs) a very good question 
And I did like how the Sentinels, on a random side note, I did like how they projected the Sentinels adapting and using the, the their powers against them. Yeah. You know, or using it, using, you know, adapting Iceman's power and using it against Sunspot and vice versa and, and how they played with that. That was really cool. I'm glad that they gave them those kinds of abilities, even though in the comic, uh, I don't know, could Nimrod do that in the future? I don't think he could. He had a lot of powers, but it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he could like replicate other people's abilities, but I feel like in the film, it was such a good idea to do that because then you have to explain why these Sentinels are so powerful, right? If you just have the yeah. ones in the 70s, well, Magneto basically took them out of the equation himself single-handedly right? right so like you needed them to evolve to be able to believe that in the future like they're wiping everyone out. and i want to say in the 90s cartoon inc- incarnation that mm-hmm. they did they were able to because i mean they started off in the 70s they can they've got the dna they can read what kind of powers that they have and detect yeah. it and and then in the 90s cartoon i want to say they were able to adapt and neutralize um, other than just with the collar, you know, yeah. and use their powers against them. Yeah, so. it was almost like they they could um, because they knew what the powers were. They knew how to defend against them, right? As opposed to the film where they're using it in an offensive way, you right? Know, like the, the Sentinels were actually covering themselves in ice and stuff like. Well, that. Well, no, they did you know? do defensive at one point because yeah. they did absor- uh, or adapt um, Colossus's body armor oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. one point as well. So, um, and then we have the YouTube comment that the the Rock would have made a better bishop. Disagree. I think I would have made a better bishop. <laughs> Head over to youtube.com slash Sedgley Films, S-E-I-D-U-L-E Films, if you want to see what I'm talking about with that. You'll see a better bishop. Much better bishop. You know, the thing about bishop, though, is that he only had like two words. I mean, you couldn't get That would have been a waste of The Rock. Mm-hmm. Right. You you have the rock in there. You want him to be able to do more with a role oh, than yeah. just be like, you know, this kind of extra guy who's there. Um, so they probably went with the right guy on that. And who knows? Maybe we'll see Bishop again, which I don't. That That is a good question. Now that the future has changed, will Bishop even exist? Like that version of Bishop, the the Bishop who grew up in this terrible time period. He's going to be you know a nice I mean? Bishop. He's be, yeah. Like and so like he, if we see him again, he won't even be the same Bishop. Unless they somehow try to... A professor at the college. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Professor Lucas Bishop. Um, (laughs) But, uh, see, there's another point I was about to make. I forgot what it was. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, X-Men has always used lesser-known people to start with. I mean, Hugh Jackman's huge now, but when he started, no one knew who Hugh Jackman was. Yeah, and I recall a bunch of people complaining about it, too, which I don't know how I knew about it, because I don't know if there's internet then, but somehow... I think we we all saw the trailer and everyone was like, "Well, he's not short enough. He's, he's not, not buff short enough. enough. Right, he's not right. big Whatever. enough." And I, and I I'm still Which as much as I love true. Hugh Jackman, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you go back and watch X Men One now, and he's pretty he's pretty thin in that. Yeah. Oh <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but I mean, in this movie, goodness, he's ripped, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He's like they're showing his ass and everything. They're like. <laughs> let's Look, let's okay. show everyone how perfect of a body Hugh Jackman has. And let me time. tell you, I went to see, I went and saw this in 3D. I went at like 10, <laughs> yes, at 1030 in the morning. And let me tell you, nobody watches 3D at 1030 in the morning because I was uh-huh. the only one in the theater. It was so nice. <laughs> it was so nice. I could scream and nobody could say anything. 
you know, the, the little thing on the movie's like, please turn off your phone and silence. And I'm like, why? Who's going to complain? <laughs> I'm kicking my feet back. And let me tell you, when that ass hit the screen, <laughs> and thank God I was alone. Well, you know what? They, they did that for women like you. Thank you. And also I men that. who also find Hugh Jackman attractive. prefer that, yeah. I can't be mad at them for that. I mean, <laughs> I would have liked a little more skin from women. I don't know if we got much, but... No, in all wait fairness, they gave us a lot in first class with January Jones. So I'll take that. And Mystique's practically naked well, all the time. I, I mean, there's know. body That's paint. body paint, so it kind of... But it's still, <laughs> I mean... Hey, listen, any there's anytime, scales, yeah. you know, over the boobs and around the side of the abs. Everything else is pretty much left to body paint. That's true. We can Photoshop flesh tone in it for you if it'll make you feel better. Can somebody do that for me? <laughs> that would sure, make him feel much better. But <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, no, totally. Uh, um, but let's talk about let's talk about Jennifer Lawrence and Mystique a little bit because she was really like the central thing in this film, right? Which is so weird considering her non-existence in the first three movies. To yeah. be like, she she was very much a yeah. side character up until first, first class. class, yeah. You know. And 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 trust me when I say that this is not a coincidence that we have this Oscar-winning actress. That like we have Jennifer Lawrence, we need to somehow make her role much bigger in this film. Um, yeah, because it's still it was but still she did weird. it justice. Yeah. yeah, she did it justice. Yeah, it was, it wasn't good. her best, but I think it was it was what was required for this film. Yeah, you know, and and like nothing more than that. Um. Which I felt, I felt like the that was a pretty good. The way they spun that was good with her killing Trask, yeah, you know, and and all this stuff, them getting her DNA and all that. Uh, once again, different from uh, I know in the cartoon it was Senator Kelly, you know, yeah, Senator Kelly they got uh, assassinated once again by Mystique, right? Uh, disguised as Gambit. Um, well, in, in the original timeline, until they stopped it, right? <laughs> but. Uh, so they kind of kept that the same, but instead this time they went with Trask to get him, I guess to get him more involved, and they had already shown Senator Kelly in the first three movies, yeah. so they couldn't use him, right? because he was dead. Well, he died in the future, but still. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, Boulevard Trask was also in the other films, too, but they just pretended like that didn't happen, so... <laughs> I don't remember him yeah, being it in was, any other ones. It, because it was very small. Ah. Um, uh. What's the actor's name? Bill Duke, I think. Okay. Um, ball-headed black oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. Like a seasoned actor. He's been From around Predator. for, for years. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he played Trask in, in like a, one or two right. of the films. Yeah, he did. Of course, once again, this is before they decided to. Right. Completely mess with the story yeah. arc and timeline. It's like, well, now he's a, uh, he's a little person. He's went through some stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been through now a life Now he's Peter change. Dinklage. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's seen some rough Which, what do we think stuff. of him? Uh, once again... He just kind of did what was necessary for the role, right? Like, I don't... And remember, we speculated that his his height may somehow play into the storyline. Mm-hmm. We were thinking that that's why they cast him. Didn't, it wasn't they didn't there use at all. That at all. Yeah. Didn't use that at all. Which I feel like was kind of a missed opportunity mm. in some ways. Yeah. You know, like, because he, he seemed kind of one-dimensional. You know, did we... I mean, yeah, we had him giving a couple of little monologues about, you know, how it's, why it's important to be able to defend ourselves against the mutants and stuff. But it's always better when there's that personal reason 
And I don't think we got yeah. that personal reason. Like Stryker had that personal reason because his son was a mutant and right. like an invalid. And it was kind of like it drove him. In X2, it, that was his driving. Right. And in you know. this, it, Trask, it was like curiosity more <laughs> right. than anything. I mean. Yeah, he's like a scientist. So he, he just wants to. The, the, the main driving force behind creating the Sentinels was defending ourselves. And it was a money-making opportunity for him. Yeah. But all in all, it was just, he was curious. He wanted to know what made him tick. Mm-hmm. You know, that that more than anything was his driving force, you yeah. know, behind trying to figure out why they... Which in science, that's a lot of times it's just that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's just, it's just based on that. So, and uh, we have a comment, uh, a Rogue Mystique Nightcrawler side story. In future X-Men movie, which I agree. I feel like they've shot that whole thing to death, though. Like, I mean, in terms of, like, trying to make that connection happen now would be so, oh, yeah, like, yeah, forced. too much. Yeah, with, like, back. Nightcrawler being Mystique's son and all that right. stuff. And Rogue being Mystique's daughter and, like... Yeah, but Rogue was never... Well, was she Mystique's actual birth daughter? Or in, was she just adopted? In the cartoon, she was. Cartoon. I don't know if she was birth or not, but in the cartoon, she was. In the 90s cartoon. Yeah. Like in the actual comic, I don't know. I think it was just adopted. Yeah, maybe Or so. we might have them backwards. I don't remember. It's been a while. But I remember this whole storyline <laughs> of her, like, you know, Mystique trying to get her to join her because that was her daughter right. and all no, that In stuff. the cartoon, she was adopted. Yeah. Too. She was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a birth mom. Um, but she, yeah. she kind of, uh, you know, Mystique basically adopted her. She was supposed to be a part of the uh, brotherhood and what have you. And then... They had the encounter with Miss Marvel, and yeah. that's when Rogue actually gets the white streak mm-hmm. and gets the ability to fly. Well, speaking of Rogue, strength. let's talk briefly about the whole scene that was cut from the middle of the movie. Which y- y'all are y'all aware of that? Do okay. tell. If you if you remember when the trailers came out for this film, uh, Rogue was in there, right? And she and there were some action sequences involving Rogue in this film that were I don't not in the movie. That. I remember yeah. the news saying that they cut the scenes. Yeah. yeah, and then you also remember the promotion. Like Rogue had like her own cover. They were doing all the X Men covers and stuff, and Rogue had her own cover. She had her mm-hmm. own like. I mean, you know, yeah, on, like, clearly it was like Weekly Rogue's going to be in this. Yeah, thing. and the credits. She's she's high up in the credits. Too. Yeah. So they they cut her most of her stuff. There was this entire which they're saying this sequence is going to be on the DVD, the Blu-ray, which is awesome. Right. But, and they say it's a great sequence. But at the end of the day, they say that it just didn't it didn't help anything. But there was going to be this point in the movie where uh, I think Magneto and Professor X and maybe Iceman had to go rescue Rogue from somewhere because Kitty was losing her ability because in the film you know it's so hard for her to keep that hold on Wolverine she gets cut by him she gets injured so they're like how else can we keep this up so they go and rescue Rogue bring her there she absorbs Kitty's powers and takes Kitty's place to hold Wolverine in place so there was like this whole like action sequence in the middle involving her and that would have been kind of weird to bring her in there like that but without explaining why her and Bobby aren't together anymore. Because the last yeah. thing we've seen was they were basically together. And not only that, she had taken the cure at the end of Last Stand, which some people are saying the cure may have just not been Created. permanent. Well, that's, yeah. But because Magneto also had his powers back at the end of that film when he moved the chess piece yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So that's something they didn't really address. But that's they would have opened up a lot more plot holes by bringing her in there, maybe, at that point. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, well, how is she here and why is she, you know, this, that, and the other? 
Yeah, you know? it, I don't think it would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, let's talk briefly about because um, I kind of want to touch. This is such an epic film. I want to touch on. I don't want to miss anything. Sure. Um, nice to see uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen back at it again. Of course, right? always, always. Um, nice to see the dynamics there. And of course, we get. Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, who they're I, the real stars of this thing now. I love James know? McAvoy. How could you not? I you really know? do. Yeah. It's the accent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, that accent's very nice for me. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. The, I mean, the it's it's just so good to see the chemistry between McAvoy yeah. and Fassbender and McKellen and Stewart. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. like. I like watching Phenomenal. Stewart and, and McClellan on Facebook or on right, Twitter. They're, like they're really, so funny. Like best friends in real life. They're hilarious. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, that stuff, it, it, it translates very well. And, oh, yeah. Um, so who else we got? Who, who am I missing here that we haven't really talked about? Uh, we got a little bit of... Okay, random yeah. side note. Mm-hmm. When... Okay, so they're in the in the office and they're getting ready to um, they're trying to stop Mystique and freaking Eric shoots her. Mm-hmm. You know, and you start seeing kind of the same things that happened in the original timeline that they're trying to prevent mm-hmm. start to happen. And then is it just me or when he shot her and she goes flying out the window and all that? I'm going, "You idiot." They're still going to be able to get her DNA. It's You're not preventing anything. You know what's about to happen. What's wrong with you? Yeah, well, I just saw that as he wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, you know, he wants to he, kill her. He wasn't and, expecting and I her to make it out of that room. Yeah, you know? I understand his thinking behind that. Well, if I yeah. kill her, then they can't get her DNA. Mm-hmm. Well, duh, knowing what we know now about DNA, mm-hmm. doesn't take much, <laughs> you know, and now we're replicating and cloning and this, that, and the other, and that's just in our time and space. Yeah. You know, I was just, I really wanted to backhand him there for a second. <laughs> you idiot. But Magneto was badass as usual. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and of, of course. And of course, in, in typical style, he ends up becoming the villain by the end of the film. And he right. Very, he very much did, and they had to stop him, and like, you know, he's moving football stadiums and shit and that whole that whole sequence was awesome though i mean oh, yeah. you know uh i, I love the way it ended because he you know it, it almost provided and because this is something that i made a post on facebook about this and like i had a couple friends of mine asking me questions about things that they didn't understand they're hoping that maybe i picked up on something that they didn't and i think one of those things was i got a question from a friend about how in this film does that eliminate what happened in X3 because he, he wasn't really understanding like well how does this stop Gene and Scott from dying how does this prevent all this stuff and uh, I kind of had a theory about that and one of that one of those things was was the fact that when Magneto went down with the stadium he was broadcasting himself across the world or whatever at that moment and the world basically watched a mutant save the president's life being Mystique because, you know, she stopped Magneto. Right. So I would think at that point we have a new beginning and people are a lot uh, less or more tolerant of mutants than they would have been before. They have a lot more time to gain tolerance as, yeah. you know, I mean, So then you don't get a diff- cure yeah. and all that stuff. Right. So then you don't get a dark phoenix. You, Scott, and she doesn't kill Scott. 
So like I feel like that one event triggered you know all these different events, and that's why they're still alive in the future. Because people were thinking that well, she would have still became Phoenix. Well, maybe she still will. But right. there's no reason for it to break out because it only broke out because she got hit by that tidal wave at the end of X2, which may have not happened because Stryker is now p- Mystique. <laughs> Unless if I if yeah. I'm, I know I'm going to get corrected when I get home if I'm wrong, but I want to say there was a version of Dark Phoenix where there was a symbiote. That was basically accessing Gene within Gene and accessing her to create the the more of the Dark Phoenix. She does at some point become more of the Phoenix, yeah. but when she, it's like she has this uh, amnesia, mm-hmm. and this guy gets a hold of her, and they become the some other brotherhood of something or other. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember right now. But he convinces her that she's someone else and she becomes Dark Phoenix and then it it even escalates beyond that. Yeah. And so, you know, there there is still the potential for her to become Phoenix, not necessarily Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. but because her powers are greater than what she typically accesses. Yeah. I mean, that's just part of who Jean is. Mm-hmm. So, and Professor X helps her to keep that under control. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I just want to mention this just because it was something that we speculated about on the last episode. We were wondering uh, how Wolverine was going to get his adamantium claws back for the future. Right. They just didn't address that in the film at all. So that's yeah. our answer there. <laughs> it's like we're just not going to explain it. Right. We and they didn't even they didn't yeah. even show, if I remember correctly, they didn't even show at the end of the film whether or not he had them. I would think he would have them. Yeah, I would think yeah. he would too, but you know, because of what they show with Mystique. I mean, you know, that when they pulled him up on the boat, Strike was there. I mean, it was uh, her, but you know, that's that's, that's them yeah. addressing it. Yeah, but here the thing you know what bugs me about that is that why the whole Mystique Striker thing? Like, what? Why would Mystique put Wolverine through that? Well, that plus, I mean, what's I mean, what's the point? Like. That Maybe leading him on a path? Who knows? <laughs> but she wouldn't have known anything. You know, pa- past past Mystique would not have known anything about point. Weapon X or any of that stuff. Hmm. So I don't. I just don't understand what it Unless is they're she... trying to say by saying, oh, Stryker's actually Mystique. And I mean, it's obviously going to change anyway. It's going to turn into something right. new, which is probably going to play into the next film, which we need to talk about that briefly, too, before we go too long. But... um I so just feel like they introduced a bunch of more questions with that. Yeah, agreed. So let's talk about the next movie. Yeah, let's talk about the post-credit Where do we go scene, which is going to, uh, which revealed Apocalypse, which... Right. You did see that, right? Yes, I did see <laughs> okay. that. It took me a second. I had to remember which part <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, which I didn't really recognize right offhand, and this is probably me not knowing all of the different versions and looks of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who that was. Mm-hmm. I kind of had to call my husband. I'm like, um, what's this about? <laughs> he goes, oh, Apocalypse? And I'm yeah. like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I I knew mainly because I already knew that film was coming out. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, X-Men Apocalypse. So I'm like, right. this is the apocalypse. But what solidified it for me is when they showed the four horsemen <laughs> ah. over his shoulder. And I was like, oh, it's four horsemen of the apocalypse. And See, then it becomes and clear. I, I yeah. must have missed that. 
I must yeah. have been distracted by the moving pyramid pieces <laughs> being assembled. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm I apparently missed that, so I'll have to go. But I also catch that I also thought it was a girl. Like when they first first yeah. showed, I was like, "Oh, yeah. Apocalypse is a girl in this version." And then right. I get home, and it's like, "No, it's a guy." I was like, "Well, really? see, because they were in Egypt, and all of a sudden the other, I know Storm originated from Egypt mm -hmm. and everything. So I'm like, I'm like, what are they doing with Storm? And then I went, <laughs> wait a minute, Storm was never like white and powdery blue. I'm yeah. like, that's not Storm. What's going on here? Yeah. So I wasn't really sure what they were gonna, how they were gonna do that. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, of course, that's what's coming up next. X-Men Apocalypse, which is going to. Uh, oh, it's weird because, you know, that films we, we know that that film's going to take place in like the 80s, uh, partially because yeah, 1980. Yeah, partially because, well, we've got our first class cast. We can't. Right. We can't just lose them. And it can't take place in the present because we can't lose our first class cast. And right. uh, I forgot the next point I was about to make. <laughs> <laughs> Just because uh, we said so. <laughs> uh, talk. Let me let me think of this. There is no point. No, there was a point. <laughs> there was a point. There hmm. was a point. Apocalypse. First class. 1980. <laughs> um, oh, right, right. Okay. They just brought back all these people, yeah. right? Right. So it's just weird to think that, well, we brought them all back, but we're still not going to get to really see them do anything because the next movie is going to take place in the 80s right and now they're saying it may actually be like younger versions of scott and gene and stuff so that means like casting new actors mm -hmm. instead of going with these people that were used to being in the role you know but they're still gonna they've already said that they're somehow going to still include that cast too which means it's going to be more time travel or something <laughs> like that in this film. And that's leading people to think that they're going to finally introduce Cable and mm -hmm. he'll be the one. Because I think in the comic, he was the one that like warned them about Apocalypse or something. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. they may do time travel yet again in the next film. Right. But it won't have to be nearly as convoluted now. Well, and it gives them the opportunity to really go back to who the original X-Men team were. Right. You know. Scott and Jean and Storm mm -hmm. and Wolverine, you know, and Beast. then I'm sorry, and Beast, yeah. Beast, nice yes, man. thank you, and and I well, see, in the original, in the comic. original, but you can't throw <laughs> Iceman in there nope. just for he's too young, yeah, to be a child in this version. <laughs> so you know, it, it gives them the chance to actually play with that and maybe go back to some yeah. of the more original comic stuff and totally. and reboot so that's that's kind of cool mm -hmm. you know? i wish that and maybe was on their see, list of priorities but i don't think it's. probably not <laughs> but you know and i'd like to see some more of the origins of the other x-men you know it doesn't have to be standalone movies like what they did with the wolverines yeah when do you think channing tatum's gonna enter oh oh now that's yeah. a very good question i kind of wrote that on here too and put oh, a question mark next to it <laughs> Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Channing Tatum is more or less confirmed. Uh, oh, yeah. The yeah, pro yeah. Producer, he hasn't signed anything, but the producer, Lauren Schultz. He wants Donner, it. They want it. Yeah, oh, she pretty yeah. much says she, she, he's in there for that. It's just yeah. a question of when he's going to show up. And it's funny because they were doing uh, they were doing some kind of panel with Hugh Jackman, and they were like, well, he's going to, he's like, yeah, I want to retire at some point. And they're like, oh, well, who do you think would be a good younger you know, who would be a good replacement. And he throws out Channing Tatum. Oh, did he? And, and I'm He's going to play all the roles. <laughs> right. It's going to be Magic Mike meets yeah. X-Men. That's what's going to happen here. 
So we use FX for everything, <laughs> right? It'll but just be everything. it just that just I, I can see him as Gambit a lot easier than I can see him as a replacement for Wolverine. Oh yeah, totally. First off, yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I'm I'm concerned about this, and this seems so stupid, but. You know, what kind of accent are they going to throw on him? Oh, it'll be Cajun. Yeah. Yeah, but is it going to be the coach in the water boy Cajun? Oh, you know? Yeah, no. Bad stereotypical Cajun? Or is it going to be well actual, look, there's a slight accent and we talk slower. Is mm-hmm. it, you know, is mm-hmm. it going to be decent Cajun? Because he's from the South. Yeah, yeah. And that, that is one of his main arguing points for people that are, you know, kind of saying he can't do it. He's like, I'm from the South. He's like, my dad's from this place. My mom's from this place. And Grew up around here and da 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 I, I think he'll get it. I mean, I, you know. And a lot of people yeah. were like, bring back Taylor Kitsch that did it in. Uh... Me and when the movie came out, they were all talking about how, how much he, he sucked. And now they're saying, like, let's get him back. And I'm like, mm, I mean, man. he didn't suck. I but didn't it's think, like, they don't yeah. want to acknowledge that film. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think it's it sucked, but I don't know that. No, not so much. No, I mean, you know, it's, it wasn't his fault that that movie wasn't good. Right. Uh, it's just that, you know, they're pretending like it didn't happen. Because they managed Which, to fix every other movie in some sense except for that one with Days of Future Past. I mean, they didn't even acknowledge that movie. No, they didn't. And they did right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So we'll see what yeah. happens. Okay. Is there anything else we want to say about X-Men Days of Future Past? I don't remember something when we leave, but whatever. You can tweet it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. That was our discussion review of X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, to let us know your thoughts on that, please send us an email at geeklydose at gmail.com. You can also head over to facebook.com slash awesomepods. Leave us a comment. You can tweet us at awesomepods. Uh, speaking of that, uh, we, do, we do have other podcasts on the network, and I've been forgetting to mention these. Um, but yes the uh the very wonderful and and strong willed 80s revisited take a blast to the past with 80s revisited where they talk about um movies and games and trivia and sports and all kinds of stuff from the 80s those guys have been going strong uh they're in their in the 80s now in terms of the number of episodes they surpassed us a long time ago uh but yeah they're they're still they're still going uh, I also have another podcast, which is not active right now, but it's called Republic City Report. It's a um, Legend of Korra podcast. So if you happen to watch that show, uh, that podcast is out there. I've actually been getting emails lately, even though like the show has been over with for months. So there's still people out there that are just now starting to watch the show that are listening to my podcast and now sending me new emails about it, which is very cool. Um, so him you'll respond on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, uh, go to Nick.com. Check it out. There's also Duo Attack, which comes back every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's it. Right. And Jesse has a podcast. There's which, a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Just head over to Awesome Pods. <laughs> awesomepods.com. You can see all those that's listed the there. Place. Best thing to do. Yeah. Once again, I'm Tim Bridgewater. Find me on Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater or Tim Bridgewater 2. And I'm Caitlin Franks. Usually you can find me on Battle.net playing Diablo 3, O-R-I-O-N-A, pound 1816, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. And, well, I mean, we normally talk about the next episode, but 
you know, with the current schedule, we don't really know what we're going to talk about next time or when it's going to be when we're going to record. I'm not sure what the next geek film is that's coming out. It might even be like Ninja Turtles or something at this point. When is that? Is that uh, September? I think Ninja or? Turtles is August, and I think Guardians oh, is August, August 1st. as well. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm, yeah, we'll record before then. Oh yeah, they'll just be, we'll find something. Yeah, be something E3's else. coming soon, sure. So we can yeah. get back in on some. I know we've been kind of slacking on some of our gaming news, right? Yeah. So yeah. we'll get, get some of that for our PC and totally console gamers. And if there's the, always if there's something that you want us to talk about, <laughs> once again, geeklydose at gmail because sometimes we need ideas and there's just something. In particular, you want to hear our opinions on, just let us know, and we'll be glad to come on here and discuss it. Yep, yep. Okay, well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Once again, head over to YouTube.com Awesome Pods, too, if you want to see video of all of this, including the bonus trailer overdose that we did at the very beginning. But until next time, for Geekly Dose, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'm Caitlin Franks. Jesse Sedgley. Thank you, guys, and uh, we see you next time for your next dose. On Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods. Pods.